My Life Now is a half-hour podcast show which regularly features reviews of new releases and all-time classics of both traditionally published and self-published books. Tune in for special guest interviews and, of course, helpful tips to not only write your next book, but also to help market it. My Life Now is most often referred to as a great way for authors to get quality exposure and avid readers to discover their next read. Without further delay, here's another stimulating episode of My Life Now. Welcome back to another episode of My Life Now. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, Carolyn Burgess, and she's calling us all the way from... Indianapolis with Carmel, Indiana. Indiana. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Indiana. Wait, well, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to talk a little bit about your recently released book, The Jesus Code. And yes. we're going to hear about your story a little bit, get to know you a little bit better. And Thank so you. I'm just going to give you the floor, Carolyn. Go ahead, tell us who you are, and then we'll go from there and talk a little bit deeper about the book itself. Perfect. Well, Carolyn Burgess, uh, wife, mother, mother of three, grandmother of eight, married 33 years, all through the Thanks be to God. Uh, he's carried me through everything. Uh, so I want to share like this huge aha moment I had. So I was uh, in my early 30s. And at this point, I was married. We had three children. And our oldest was 14. And she was going through some hard times. And I was going through some hard times because I'm a mom. And for your audience members that are moms, they understand when your child hurts, you hurt. And I'm Catholic. And so I, and I go to a church, it's Our Lady Mount Carmel. It's a very, um, we have a lot of adoration to the Blessed Mother. And so I was, my daughter, my oldest daughter is 14. And now I had her when I was really young. I was just 18. I was a young single mom from a broken family, just a mess. And it's like, it's all God that carried me through everything. So just a mess. I, um, her dad left when she was just five months old. And I put myself through college. I just really struggled. And so she really struggled because there was nobody there. God was there, but I didn't know. I didn't really know Jesus that well. And so fast forward to she's 14 and she's, you know, kind of that, that buried trauma and the wounds just from all that, that we went through is starting to come to the surface. And I was uh, really depressed for the first time. I was like in heavy, heavy depression. And at this point, our children are going to a Catholic school and I would go to like daily mass sometimes. And then some of my friends said, Hey, you maybe want to pray this novena. Now a novena, it's a prayer that Catholics will pray. And it's, uh, it's representative of the nine days that the disciples were praying. And, uh, mm -hmm. in, 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 uh, oh, and I forget what verse that said, but anyways, it's representative of those nine days. So St. Therese of Lisieux is a very popular Catholic saint and she's a Marian saint. And I was at a Marian church. So, it's you pray and you ask for their intercessions, like having friends in high places for those that aren't Catholic. It's like you just ask them for help. You just because they've already walked on earth. They know it's hard here. And we believe that, you know, our soul is eternal. And uh, it's like, anyway, so I was praying this novena, this nine day novena. And St. Teresa Lassu would give roses as a sign. And I'm like, like day two or three of the novena, I'm like, uh, St. Therese, if you would give me like a single long stem pink rose to let me know that you're with me, that would be super cool. And then I immediately recanted. I'm like, oh no, please don't. There's people with much bigger problems than me in the world. So, but I kept praying the novena. And at this point, my husband wasn't Catholic and he didn't even know I was praying this novena. 
wouldn't even know what a novena was. I barely knew what a novena was at this point. And he came home from work. It was day like five or seven. And we were having tacos for dinner. Now, mind you, I was just a mess. And I, I still had my seven-year-old and my three-year-old I was taking care of. And my 14-year-old was just really, really struggling. And he came home from work. I said, honey, we're having tacos tonight and we need meat and cheese. So I said, well, you go to the store. So he went to the store to get taco meat and, and you know, hamburger and cheese and came home and he walks in the door with a single long stem pink rose. Mm. My husband is not, his love language is not gifts, nor is it mine. Yeah. But he, he didn't know I was praying. He didn't know anything about this. So I like Dallas, I lost it. I mean, I was already not doing well, but I like lost it and I'm trembling and I'm crying. And my husband, he's like this pretty stoic, like German guy. He's, he's awesome. He's an awesome, awesome man. But he's like, oh my gosh, like, what did I just do? I don't even know. My wife is like, a, I wasn't literally a putter on the floor, but emotionally I was. And I'm like, no, honey. I said, you don't say, honey, it's like, God is real. Like mm -hmm. he's real. And then I shared with him the story and I continued my novena. And then I realized, so heaven was real. Heaven came right into my life, into my family. And things are still, there's still, God is still working in my family. But I realized at that point, I had this like intimate experience of his love, like flooded into my life. And then I later realized a couple of days later, I was even praying the novena all wrong. <laughs> and yet mm. the Lord still came in. So it was like that defining moment was such a game changer for me in the realization. And then from there, it led me on another path. But even as a little girl, I wanted to be a healer. And I came up like a lot of us, we have wounds, right? And yeah. broken family. I mean, just stuff. We all have, like, we all have stuff. And the Lord placed in my heart that desire to be a healer. And he let me but he, uh, he loved me. He loves me so much. Like he loves your, like your listeners and your viewers. Like he loves his children so much. He allowed me to go through like a lot of pain mm -hmm. and he carried me through it so that I can, you know, I can like write this book my and, and, and the other books and, and do the work that he's calling me to do because out of those pains, I've learned how to love him more. And then it set me on a path to become a, a nature path and, uh, and then to get a master's in theology. So it's like, he loved me enough to let me walk through that. And he was there, even though, even when I didn't know he was there, like mm -hmm. I felt him before I knew who that beautiful softness was. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anyway, thank that's you a, that, that was my like, wake up, like, whoa. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so today, what led you from from that moment in your life until what we have today. So tell us a little bit between that, the gaps there. The Jesus in My Life podcast is all about getting the good news out to the masses for the purpose of demonstrating to the world that the living God is real. This podcast contains personal stories of everyday Christians experiencing Jesus in their lives. This interview format podcast is hosted by Jack and Rob. Listen to the podcast by searching Jesus in My Life podcast on your favorite application today. Your life is the sum of your potential and the outcomes of your actions. You cannot harness your true potential unless you break out of self-imposed limitations. Tough as it may be, your life is a venue to discover yourself and reach your full potential. 
hopeenjoyacademy.com helps achieve this by guiding you through the challenging path of self-development while fulfilling your spiritual enlightenment. Find more information by searching hopeenjoyacademy.com. That is hope, A-N-D, joyacademy.com. Yeah. All right. So I, uh, well, first I, my undergrad's in mathematics. So I started on that path and uh, I could do math really well. And then I was really searching for father love. My dad was a brilliant engineer. And even then I was, I desired to, to study biology and chemistry. So I wasn't quite listening to the Lord, but he was allowing me to go through that. So I just continued and continued. And so I continued in my faith. I just kept showing up for God. And I eventually got a master's in nutrition and a doctoral degree in naturopathy. And I opened up a wellness center. And this was another huge moment in my life. So uh, as a naturopath, you're an expert in like natural medicine, herbs, homeopathy, diet, lifestyle, things of that nature. And when I would work with my clients, like some would get well pretty quick, like they'd come with hormonal issues, digestive issues, whatever it was. And a lot would get well really quick. I'm going to say like 70%. But then there was a good solid like 30% that wouldn't get well. And I'm like, I don't like, Lord, I don't know what's going on because I'm doing some of the same things. I'm still, and now I've always been pretty devout and I would go to morning mass pretty regularly. And then in our parish, we have, it's an adoration chapel. And in the adoration chapel, the Eucharist is exposed and it's total silence 24 seven. Someone's always in there praying. So I sit in there with the readings of the day and just kind of meditate and be with God. And then like, like it, things would like leap off the page. Scripture would leap off the page. And I'm like, oh, that's Susie's issue. That's mm. what it is. It's this buried pain. And then things would continue. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Mary Jo's issue. That's, you know, that's uh, Kathleen's issue. And what I started, what the Lord started to show me are these like nine common themes. And I call them the keys to health and wellness that, and that's what drew me to write this book that, then it moved me from the work of being a traditional nature path, which I, I still do that. It really led me into that emotional and that spiritual space of healing. So now I kind of wear all three hats. Mm-hmm. But if we don't address that, that emotional and spiritual piece, like we're not going to get where we want to go because mm-hmm. uh, inside of our heart, we just want God. And Jesus came, and there's one of the scriptures is the son of man came to seek and to seek and save the lost. But that word save has the same root word in Greek as heal. As a matter of fact, in lots of other places in sacred scripture, the word heal is used. So what if we read that? Like the, the son of man came to seek and heal the lost because it's the yeah. same. He's going to mm-hmm. save us. He's going to heal us. And so that's when we look at that he came to heal us and underneath the way that god is revealed and jesus has revealed the healing to me it's forgiveness Mm -hmm. forgiveness of self forgiveness of others and in these nine keys to health and wellness like the foundation there is forgiveness Mm -hmm. and and i used to have like different sheets of paper like you know susie would come in with this issue and i I was, oh, this is what you need, Susie. I print it out, whether it's like the nine stages of healing or childhood mm-hmm. wounds or um, like pain with mom or pain with dad or pain in their church. Say, so here's what we need to work on right here. So I'm like, I got to pull them in all together in a book. So, yeah. 
And yeah. that's that's what I that's what I did. Yeah. And I, I can, saw him. <laughs> I can say this with my our audience are aware of this as well, that I have also walked through a difficult life. I was a drug addict at 17 years old. And then I went into a Christian discipleship program that was focused on recovery through Christ, right? And so in that program, we had a, a a section where it was focused on looking at your past pain and getting healing from all of those things in your life. And I don't know how many people get to walk through something like this and get to look at every single difficult thing in your life and say, where was God? Where was God? How was he there? How was he protecting you? You know, and kind of bring truth to the lie and kind of divide that. And that's what I did. And I had so much healing through looking at every single situation in my life and saying, God, what was going on here? Were you there? Did you leave me? Did you abandon me? And I learned that he was there the whole time. He never abandoned me. He loves me so much. And yes, I made a lot of bad decisions that got me into where the places where I were, but he did Mm -hmm. not leave. me. He loved me so much. And I'm so free today. When I met my wife, she was like, Dallas, you're just so free. Like, I don't understand. It's because I found healing through Jesus, right? That's that's it. I found healing. And he's the yeah. only one that's responsible. And I like that you said earlier that God is still working on your family. And God is working on my family too. I heard a lot of people. And God is still restoring. He's in the process. Like, yeah. he is in the ministry of reconciliation. And I believe that. And I'm I'm hoping for complete restoration in my family. And healing of other things that have happened. And so I think a book like yours that to tell people, hey, you need to address these things. They can't just be, you can't just sweep it under the rug and pretend like it didn't happen or say that I grew out of it. You have to deal with it. We have to deal with these things or it will continue to hold you in bondage and you can't be free. And I think healing is so important. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) One of the things I like to say on that note is we have to look at Good Friday Mm. before we go to Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. And likewise, we can't just, you know, we can't just jump to Easter Sunday without acknowledging Good Friday. So, you know, we have to go like, like he came, like we are healed by his stripes and he came to heal every single one of us. And he bore all pain for all humanity yep. through all time. And of course I have my crucifix right here. I mean, this is like, that's where it happened. He did it all for us because he loves us so much. And when we unite with him in the pain and that's, that's where true forgiveness and true healing mm-hmm. happens. We unite with him in that woundedness. And I think it's sometimes it's hard to see our wounds. Like we know we're hurting and we know we're not living to the fullness. Mm-hmm. And that's what I address. That's the nine keys because that was the common themes I would see where people were stuck and they, they were like in their darkness. They couldn't see the light. And when you start to take, you know, I want to help them take the blinders off. So that they can actually see their woundedness, see yeah. the pain that, re- that resulted from their sin, you know, your sin, my sin, the sin of the world. And sometimes it's not, as we saw with the man born blind, it's sometimes not the result of someone's sin. It's just, mm-hmm. it's for God's glory. Yeah. And, and that's a hard thing to, to realize. Yeah, like, right? It's hard because you're like, this is a loving God, but this happened. You know, it's, it's hard to address yeah. that, but it's important. Yeah. It's important for us to... He gets yeah. the glory. That's the ultimate. Yeah, he gets, yeah, he gets, he gets all the glory. And when we do that work to work with him, to heal through those pains, it can seem like, uh, like insurmountable, but with him, mm-hmm. his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He promised yeah. us that. And so if we're in the thick of it, like calling that to mind, like Jesus said that. Mm-hmm. And 
he's the truth. The, he's the way, the truth and the life. And if he said his yoke is easy and his burden is light, then if, if we're struggling, then well, we got to find the way in and through him mm-hmm. to that easy way, because the world is the world. The world's going to be, it's been crazy before. It's crazy now, but mm-hmm. no, we as children of God, I like to, this is something else I like to say, like, Hey, we are all like, born in the image of the Holy Trinity, born in the image of love, right? So we're all like created in the image of love, to love, to be loved, to love the other. And so anytime we step out of set outside of that as God's children, like that is totally beneath our dignity. Mm-hmm. We are like, we are loving creations created in the image of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yep. And so if we, if we step outside of that, that's because it's wounds and it's stuff. And it's like that invitation. Then Jesus is like, all right, you can like, come on with me. Come on with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> thank <gonna> you. <laughs> yeah. And when you're, when you're in that place, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't, it's not fun. Why stay in that place? Right. That right. wheel of, I saw, I call it the sin cycle when you're staying in that place and you're just entertaining mm-hmm. these things and nothing changes. That's insanity expecting different results, but nothing comes because you're not changing anything. Right. Yeah. And it's that, not, that's not kinda... a fun place to be. So let's go to the cross. Let's go to Jesus and change and let's be different. Let's be transformed. Yeah. And I think uh, at the seven stages of the healing, that's one of the, the, the nine keys is we have to recognize where we are because we can stay stuck in the minutia of the pain and not even realize what's going on. So those seven stages of healing, the, I, uh, I adapted the, those from Kubler-Ross from Death and Dying. That was, uh, anyway, so that's, you know, in the grief model. But so the, the first stage is like denial. It's like, there's an elephant in the room, but we're denying it. And so when people are in denial, a lot of times that's just a uh, that that is a coping mechanism from deep pain. It's like I can't look at that. That is way mm-hmm. too much. I can't see that. So I'm going to live here, and I'm going to play with my little mud pies. Yeah. Because I can't look at the pain, but to move through the pain, that's where the like that's where the healing is. But it's, sometimes it's too hard, and we're taught that, or they move up. Then you move up, and it's anger, and anger. Like when we can recognize anger as a secondary emotion. So when we see anger in someone or ourselves, like it's covering up the pain of like unrequited love. Like we wanted to be loved because that's our nature. Mm-hmm. And then that's not what we receive. So then there's anger. And then the next stage is bargain. It's like, okay, if that person changes or if this organization changes yeah. or something outside of me changes, then I can be okay. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, and this is the, tr- this is a tricky one is depression. And so at depression, it's like, I didn't get what I wanted. I see the pain. And I'm not angry anymore, but I'm really sad. Mm-hmm. But at depression, see, when you realize where you are, then you can start to take actions with Jesus, with the forgiveness that needs to happen with and in and through him to move up to acceptance. Because what do we see in scripture? The Lord is, we see over and over, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. He is close to us when we're in that heavy sadness because we're so close to getting to acceptance. And acceptance, you can look at the mess and say, all right, I've done this. This is where I am. This is the family I came from. These are the parents I have. This is the town I live in. This is the country I live in, whatever that is. And they say, okay, I surrender to you, Jesus. You take you take this because I can't. You're the big one. I'm the little one. I can't do it. Yep. I give it to you. And then 
And then love enters in and then love consumes. So it's and that's a humbling pages. place to be. You got to be oh, low. You got to be you low. Do. You do. <laughs> you can't stay up here and, and do that. You can't. Mm -mm. Doesn't no, work. No, no. You got to be. Yeah. Humility is the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest of all the virtues. But pride, you know, pride will get you every time. Yeah. yeah. Pride wants to separate you from who, like, who you are as God's child. Because to be his child is to be humble. This, this mm -hmm. is pretty, pretty humble man, right? Yeah. Strong <laughs> yeah, man, a humble yeah. man who loves yeah. us, loves us, loves us. Yeah. yeah. And so those keys, those nine keys. So you talked about a few of those. Did mm -hmm. you name all nine keys? No, I didn't. So there's uh so there's connection between emotions and disease. That's one of the keys. And that's important to understand. Like when we are having painful emotions, whether that's like anger, frustration, like or like emotions where or fear where there's just especially fear you know there's where there's a lot of ah, going on mm -hmm. there's a biochemical reaction that's going on in the body that is not conducive to healing because we're in fight or flight mode and mm -hmm. we can and then inflammatory hormones are released like cortisol epinephrine and our body is not in a state where it can heal so that we enter into that it's we have our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system so sympathetic fight or flight and so when we're in that sympathetic mode, our body cannot heal because we're like armed for bear. We're ready to defend ourselves. But we can move into that just thinking about it. We can, we don't actually have to be in the stressful situation. We can just like allow ourselves to get worked up. And studies have shown that the same biochemical picture ensues. Mm. So it's, and that's why when we're in prayer, when we are in meditation, when we are calm, that's when the body starts to heal itself. So if someone is trapped in anger or fear or anxiety, and no wonder we've had so much fear and anxiety because the evil one wants us to stay trapped yeah. there. Yeah, he and you can see, you can see someone's face when yeah, they're they're just yeah. in bondage. You can notice that. Yeah, I know. And it's so sad because I mm. like you're a beautiful child of God. Mm -hmm. You are creating the image of the Trinity. He wants you to be with him and he has. Like he will blanket you and cover you with everything that you need to feel safe and secure. Just, you know, say his name, Jesus, mm -hmm. come to me right now. Cover me in your yeah. blood cover. I'm like, I'm going down right now. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling fear. Jesus, mm -hmm. right now, cover me in your precious blood right now. And he yeah. will, because that's how much he loves us. Yeah. So that's the first one to recognize the connections, intimate connection between emotions and disease. Mm -hmm. And then the seven stages of healing, I kind of went through those really quick. Uh, and then another one that's really big is the exclusion. It, people are excluded from the family system. Mm -hmm. And when someone is excluded, that goes against God's law. Because God, he is a communal God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. So we are created in the imagery, Im image. So we are created to live in community and God placed us in a family. So when we exclude someone from our immediate family or we exclude another brother and sister that is of the body of Christ, that, that it's going to cause mm -hmm. pain. And when people are excluded, you know, they're going to seek for belonging in places that may not be the best mm -hmm. or may lead to more pain. Uh, so that, 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 that exclusion is, is really big and we see it all the time. You know, we exclude people and then uh, forgiveness of self and others. A lot of people can, can like, we know forgiveness is important, but it's like, but what is that? What is that? How could, cause I, I want to forgive and I say, I forgive, but I, 
what is really going on because if you mm-hmm. still have the anger or sometimes we have to forgive ourselves for like believing we can't forgive the other that can be a big one and or sometimes we need to forgive like that self-forgiveness forgive ourselves for believing we're not worthy of forgiveness mm-hmm. yeah forgive ourselves forgiving yourself my goodness this oh is my. a tough one you because you can forgive people all day but if you don't forgive yourself yeah you're still in bondage and it took yeah. me a long time to be able to forgive myself oh. For all of the pain that I caused myself and other people. And it takes a long time, but with Jesus, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Self-forgiveness is so important because we will, the the liar will lie to us and tell us we're not worthy of love. We're Mm -hmm. not good enough. We don't belong. He will lie because he's a liar and he he came to Mm -hmm. to, to steal and destroy and to kill. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to lie to us. So we forget like who we are. We forget who our father is, the king of the whole universe, you know, straighten out our crown, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we are royal. Like you and I are brothers and sisters because God, Abba is our father. And yep. if that self-forgiveness is key, because we'll just, we can spiral down and believe those lies of the evil one that we're not worthy of good of, of goodness. And that self-forgiveness, that's what Jesus said, we got to take the plank out of your own eye first. Yep. Because if you're yeah. believing wrongly about yourself as God's son or daughter, then you're kind of in denial, right? The mm-hmm. stages of healing. Yeah, self-forgiveness. Yeah. I've learned that, that that self I carry shame all the time. Tell myself I'm not good enough all the time. You know, being mm-hmm. an unwed mother back in nineteen era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next question. <laughs> good, good. And yeah. who would you say that this book is written for? Who did you write this in mind? Yes, I wrote I wrote this book. It, it was by pieces and it was for the patients that were coming to me who were wounded. Mm-hmm. And so it's written for Christians and I'm I'm Catholic so I use Catholic language because that's where I met Jesus. However, I love all of well okay. I'm trying to love everyone 24/7 and I don't I fall short. But my message is open to all and I still use Catholic language because that's me. And uh, mm-hmm. however, it's it's definitely written for a Christian because if you or someone that can be open to Jesus, because if you can't like rest and settle in the openness to Jesus and that he is the healer, it's in him. We live and move and have our being in Hebrews mm-hmm. 12 too, like he endured the pains of the cross for the joy that awaits and his joy is us fully healed. Like we are his joy. So if you can't like wrap your mind around that, I think people would have a lot of pushback, but if you already, yeah, Jesus is the guy, then it's, it's for, it's for anyone because Jesus is the, the healer and it is in him we live and move and have our being. So um, mm-hmm. now my, especially women, I find women are are open to my book, but I'm finding more and more, especially young men uh, that are open to like touching to the, to the, going deep and touching to the wounds that are deep inside and not kind of bearing that and, and, and trying to say it didn't, you know, it didn't happen. So I'm finding a little bit of a shift. It used to be mainly women, but now I'm finding like young men like you, Dallas, who are like open to, yes, I have wounds. I've made a mess. Mm -hmm. Jesus come in and heal me. And so I think you got to be okay with Jesus first. And I say that because I was, I've been a naturopath for 20 years. So 20 years ago, when I would go to like the naturopathic conventions, it was a lot of new age people and, Mm -hmm. and God loves them. He created everybody. However, there I was like, 
Catholic love of the you know, Jesus lover. And they're like, oh, well, we're not gonna have the Jesus conversation. Oh, and you're Catholic. You really, yeah, you really are the red-haired stepchild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, then even in Christian circles and Catholic circles, and they're like, well, nature, isn't that like, isn't that new age? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I like totally love Jesus. So, uh, but then, you know, staying, staying one with Christ all the way. And so I, I recognize now, if you can't accept that Jesus is your savior and Jesus is the one that heals, they're going to have a hard time with my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, nicely said, because that's the truth. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what matters. Right. <laughs> can yes. see all these other things. We can write all of these other books and there are, there are many great books mm-hmm. out there, but if you don't have this revelation at the end of the day, right. It's yeah. meaningless. You know, this is the, this is it. This is the yeah. overall key. Well, fun fact, Carl Jung, who is the like the father of modern day psychology, he was a big fan of Meister Eckhart. Now, Meister Eckhart was is one of the great um, Catholic German mystics. And so there was a kind of a marriage early on in psychology with the mysticism inside of Christianity. But then there was, you know, this separation. So if you look deep, you see that Jesus is there. And I think we're becoming... Even those that aren't aware of the, of him, I think hopefully that's, I'm an optimist, right? I'm also a realist, but you know, I'm like, I'm an optimist. So I'm hopeful that people that don't know him will come to, come to know him. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. A little bit of your story, a little bit of your book as well. Where can we find your book and your website as well? Yeah. My book is, um, it's on Amazon and it's in both paperback and Kindle. And uh, my website is my name, carolynburgess.com. And I've got a lot of great information on my website from physical health to emotional health to spiritual health mm-hmm. as I wear all those hats, but they're, they're, they're one hat because they're the healer. They're the healer's hat. And uh, yeah, so I get a lot of information there and on Amazon. Excellent. Thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate oh. your time here today. And if I can have you end us with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Oh, yes, yes. Name the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Dear Father God, I come before you with Dallas and all of our listeners and viewers here. We just, we acknowledge you are the one true God. We love you. I ask that you increase in our heart the ability to love you more. And I ask that you blanket all of the all of the wounds that we carry that separate us from full surrender to you. I ask that you blanket, we blanket those wounds in the healing blood of your son and your living water so that we can look at you with all the love that our heart desires. And we surrender all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.